Hey audience, hope you all are cruising safely through this pandemic and enjoying your work from home. As for me, I'm multitasking between work, homeschooling, kids, YouTubing and definitely enjoying the podcasting bandwagon so far. Thanks a ton for graciously listening to me and trusting my skill set. I'm indebted and obliged to see that in less than 2 weeks time my podcast was heard by many of you worldwide in several different podcasting platforms. I'm also delighted as I received emails from few audience with recommendations on the energy topic I should capture in the upcoming podcast sessions. I'll surely consider your ideas. For those of you who are listening me for the first time, a little bit of uh, background on me. I am an energy professional with around 2 decades of experience in oil and gas industry. I'm a YouTuber as well, although I plan to continue you youtubing nevertheless i can't deny the power of listening when the world is constantly on the go and people are almost never without their cell phones i can't agree more on the power of listening podcasting is indeed the easiest means to reach out to you all my podcast are mainly uh, focused on topics that are currently gaining momentum and traction in the energy world undoubtedly there are tremendous resources to read and gain the energy insights from but i would like to use the power of active listening and share this insights with you all so my dear audience tighten your seat belt as i do the reading and assembling part and bring the pertinent energy facts and insights ready for your ears to enjoy i can bet you that sparing the 15 20 minutes you will definitely leave being more energy focused on a side note the scope of this podcast is strictly for knowledge sharing purposes and not necessarily to provide any advice or recommendation to the audience or listeners any recommendations suggestions or advice made by me in this podcast is strictly on personal capacity and not in any professional capacity or attached to any company statistics and content collated and presented by me uh, is from the avid literature available in the public domain and not in any way i attract any liability for any inconsistency or irregularity in terms of the accuracy so with that background let's talk energy with rocky and the topic for today's session is is hydrogen the next big thing in energy i would like to kick start the session by understanding what hydrogen economy is the hydrogen economy refers to the vision of using hydrogen as a low carbon energy source by replacing fossil fuels such as gasoline which is hugely used as a transport fuel or natural gas which is tremendously used as a a uh, heating fuel in order to phase out of fossil fuels and limit global warming hydrogen is starting to gain a lot of momentum as it can be created from water that is h2o and its combustion only releases water so precisely there is no co2 that goes into the atmosphere when using hydrogen as a fuel source when it is burned to produce heat or reacted with air in the fuel cell to produce electricity the only byproduct is water how cool is that isn't it one of the most potentially useful ways to use hydrogen is in the electric cars or buses in conjunction with the fuel cell unlike conventional vehicles which run on gasoline or diesel fuel cell cars and trucks combine hydrogen and oxygen to produce electricity which then runs the motor and provides the kinetic energy for the vehicles to move it does not generate any pollution at the point of use so zero greenhouse gases zero particulate matter and zero noise 
that's a win-win scenario given the challenge we all are facing with the ghg gases and particulate matter which are the major threats uh, towards global warming and precisely that's the reason that we see a lot of momentum in the hydrogen economy with regards to its use in the transportation sector Although the market for hydrogen as a transportation fuel is still in its infancy but several companies worldwide are putting their best feet forward to unleash this potential Within USA California is leading the nation in building hydrogen fueling stations for fuel cell electric vehicles FCEVs as of mid 2020 43 retail hydrogen stations were open to the public in California and 19 more were uh, in various stages of construction or planning these stations were serving over 8000 fcevs fuel cell electric vehicles california continues to provide funding towards building hydrogen infrastructure through its clean transportation program the california energy commission has authorization to allocate up to 20 million per year uh, through 2023 and is investing in an initial 100 public stations to support and encourage these zero emission vehicles So there is definitely a lot of traction and momentum in using hydrogen as a transportation fuel. Now let's understand what's the hypothesis behind using hydrogen as a low carbon fuel. So for this I would like to share a few very interesting facts about hydrogen with you all. It is a super versatile energy carrier with exceptional energy density. Hydrogen has a high energy density by weight but has a low energy density by volume partly because of its low molecular weight as a gas at ambient conditions even when highly compressed stored in liquids or liquefied the energy density by volume is 1/4 that of gasoline although the energy density by weight is approximately 3 times that of the gasoline so in layman's language if i have to put this for you it means that the energy in 1 kg of hydrogen gas is about the same as the energy in 1 gallon of gasoline and since it has a low volumetric energy density by volume hydrogen can be stored on board a vehicle as a compressed gas to achieve the driving range of conventional vehicles and that's the very reason that makes hydrogen capable in helping to decarbonize long haul transportation sectors chemicals and iron and steel industry Now since I always share the history on any any energy inside that I talk about with you all I would like to share a little bit of background on the hydrogen economy The term hydrogen economy was proposed by University of Michigan to solve some of the negative effects of using hydrocarbon fuels where carbon is released to the atmosphere in the form of carbon dioxide carbon monoxide or unburnt hydrocarbons These are uh, there were uh, there was a huge spike in attention for the concept of hydrogen economy during the 2000s but soon it was described as a hype uh, by some critiques of alternative technologies the interest in hydrogen economy and hydrogen as an energy carrier resurged in the 2010s and then it gained a lot of momentum as the hydrogen council was formed eventually in 2017 
it might be completely worth to share with you all a little bit more details around the hydrogen council the hydrogen council is a global ceo led initiative of around 92 leading energy transport chemical and investment companies with a united and long term vision to develop the hydrogen economy as i mentioned above it was launched during the 2017 world economic forum in davos and since then the growing coalitions of ceos have furthered the ambition of hydrogen economy one by accelerating their investment in the development and commercialization of hydrogen and fuel cell sectors and two by encouraging key stakeholders to increase their backing of hydrogen as part of the future energy mix together these ceos seek to define and implement a specific action plan with appropriate supporting tools that will help accelerate major investment into large scale commercialization of hydrogen solution across industries worldwide lot of manufacturers have released hydrogen fuel cell cars commercially and few manufacturers such as toyota and industry groups in china are planning to increase the number of cars into the hundreds of thousands over the coming next decades So while we are discussing the hydrogen economy and its potential it's very important to know how the hydrogen is produced hydrogen does not exist in its pure form in the reservoirs unlike natural gas it needs to be produced from the other energy sources you might be interested to know that hydrogen produced from different sources are name tagged differently in fact they are color coded which makes it very easy to remember them Almost 99% of world's 70 million ton of hydrogen currently comes from hydrocarbons. Out of this, around 75% is grey hydrogen, which is produced via steam reforming of natural gas to produce CO2 and hydrogen. Rest is brown hydrogen, which is produced from coal via coal gasification. So although the gray and brown hydrogen when used as a fuel source or energy carrier does not produce or emit any CO2 but the way they are produced that's from the steam reforming of natural gas and coal gasification it definitely adds to the carbon footprint overall Blue hydrogen which is still a small portion of the mix is a lower carbon alternative that pairs natural gas reforming with with some carbon capture and storage uh, uh, tech, uh, technologies however CCS carbon capture and storage technologies are yet not widely commercialized A very little is green hydrogen which is produced from water by renewables powered electrolysis but in 2020 it only constitutes 0.1% of the global hydrogen production however the peculiar point to be noted here is that the green hydrogen is completely carbon neutral as the production route for this hydrogen type does not add any carbon to the atmosphere as the electricity used for the production of green hydrogen is carbon neutral as well it also gives very pure hydrogen whereas gray or brown hydrogen contains some impurities as i said above the gray hydrogen is produced by natural gas so the cost of producing conventional carbon emitting gray hydrogen from natural gas depends on the price of that gas and it varies by region 
where gas is cheap such as in the US or the Middle East 1 kg of hydrogen can be produced at a large scale uh, for around $1 uh, $1 the biggest capacity plants from uh, market leaders such as Air Liquid and Honeywell UOP can produce hydrogen at uh, 17 to 22 tons per hour regions where gas is more expensive the production cost can be double around 1.5 to 2 dollar per kg estimates for green hydrogen cost also vary widely globally in best circumstances the in the international renewable energy agency estimates cost of around 3 dollar per kg while bloomberg new energy finance has a bit lower around 2.5 dollar per kg at worst both sources suggest that the cost of producing the green hydrogen can be anywhere up to uh, $7 per kg this range primarily depends on renewable electricity price variation from country to country of course countries with excellent solar and wind resources can produce the cheapest green hydrogen Now I would like to briefly touch upon the challenges for establishing the hydrogen economy. But before I talk about the challenges of hydrogen economy, I would like to present some very interesting facts put together by Wood McKenzie that reinforces the bigness and the huge potential of hydrogen economy. First and foremost, uh, there has been a whopping 28% growth in global hydrogen demand over the last decade. There is around 2,450% growth from the mobility or transportation sector, but it is still a very tiny portion of the demand. 40% of the hydrogen demand comes from China and the US, and 99.5% of 2020 hydrogen demand is met by hydrocarbons. So as discussed before hydrogen as a complete decarbonizing fuel will hugely rely on developing the green hydrogen prospects prominently although hydrogen as an energy carrier and fuel source does not emit carbon but the production route to generate this hydrogen at the first place adds carbon to the atmosphere hence the potential of hydrogen economy will be fully realized with the expansion of green hydrogen more than gray and brown hydrogen however it needs to be noted that the green hydrogen piggybacks on the rapid rollout of renewables in the coming decades Although it's promising to see that as the penetration of intermittent solar and wind generation into power markets rise the green hydrogen will become more attainable prospect the surplus renewables will definitely help to reduce the prices of producing green hydrogen hence green hydrogen has a very prominent potential to become both a form of energy source storage and a balancing tool for the renewables It is also to be noted that although there is a huge potential that's already been established for hydrogen as one of the low carbon energy alternatives particularly for heat and also for hydrogen vehicles seasonal energy storage and long distance transport of energy but there also exists some hurdles and technical challenges that needs to be overcome before the creation of working large scale hydrogen economy among these uh, challenges uh, includes the difficulty of developing 
long term storage pipelines and engine equipment specifically due to the hydrogen embrittlement challenges a relative lack of of the shelf engine technology that can currently run safely on hydrogen safety concerns due to the high explosiveness and reactivity of hydrogen fuel with environmental oxygen in the air and the lack of super efficient photochemical water splitting technology to provide sufficient fuel are some of the other challenges faced by the hydrogen economy however many market leaders are leveraging their technological advancement and investing heavily to overcome these to overcome these small hurdles in the longer run Now let me quickly touch base on the current green hydrogen prospects and roadmap ahead in the coming years within USA and globally. Undoubtedly, US has seen a lot of attention in developing green hydrogen prospects in past several years and the attention keeps soaring high in transportation including surface transportation, maritime and aviation as well as other industrial sectors. There has been a lot of partnership plans that have been developed and rolled out to explore renewable green hydrogen production capabilities in Oregon, California, Nevada and some other uh, cities uh, within the United States of America. Few weeks back, Andy Marsh, uh, CEO of Plug Power, announced that the company's hydrogen fuel cell power forklifts and distribution center vehicles used by customers like Amazon, Walmart, Home Depot are using about 27 million tons of hydrogen per day, which is supplied by its more than 100 fueling stations across the country. They also revealed their plan on expanding into heavy-duty vehicles to serve ports in the US and Europe and into producing stationary fuel cells for data centers and distribution hubs. They recently signed a deal with Brooklyn Renewable Partners to supply 100% renewable power. The future factory will be capable of producing up to 60,000 fuel cells and about 500 megawatts of green hydrogen electrolyzers per year. Toyota, one of the major automakers, has also committed to fuel cell vehicles with uh, its Mirai sedan and is also planning to expand production of hydrogen-powered semi-trucks, which are now being tested at the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. In another news that I recently came across, it is great to hear Dutch oil giant Shell is planning a gigawatt-scale wind-power-driven hydrogen cluster in the Netherlands and is also building hydrogen fueling stations in Los Angeles to serve these ports, fuel cell vehicles needs. Uh, French industrial gas manufacturing giant Air Liquid is investing 150 million US dollars into a renewable liquid hydrogen generation plant in Nevada, which is set to generate 30 tons per day, which will be enough to supply 40,000 fuel cell vehicles when it opens up in 2022. Uh, it's also investing about 40 million US dollars to renovate a hydrogen facility in Quebec, uh, Canada, to double its capacity to convert renewable hydropower and wind power to green hydrogen by the year end. All the above initiatives are just few from the several initiatives currently led by the industry majors to encourage the green hydrogen prospects. With all these promising deals and projects in action, very 
optimistically we can analyze that there is and there will be a lot of momentum within USA and globally to bring green hydrogen to mainstream as a fuel source so dear audience with that information and positive note i leave you to think if hydrogen can be the next biggest boom in the energy landscape of the world will it be one of the strategized and optimized solution to achieve the net zero focus will it be the robust and resilient solution for a cleaner and sustainable tomorrow as it will be a pleasure to hear your viewpoint uh, and with that time to wrap up my talk for today and if you find this 20 minute brain dump of mine interesting feel free to circulate it in your network and do write to me at energyinsightwithraki@gmail.com i would be more than happy to hear your perspective and i promise to take your suggestions on topics for future podcast hope to catch up with you soon with some new and interesting energy insights until then bye and stay safe